It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, September 4th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is wondering if there's any value in the Flyers signing some PTOs. I think there is. Yeah, we will get into that, plus how to evaluate Matvey Mitchkoff this season, a new nemesis of the week, and more all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. As a show, we're on Instagram and Threads and Blue Sky at Locked On Flyers as well. You can subscribe or follow us for free over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, subscribe to get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Russ, there's a, a little bit of a, a theme to the latest Flyers news, and that would be Russia, mm-hmm. uh, wherein uh, we did learn that Ivan Fedotov played in a game for Siska on Friday, violating the IIHF ruling that he was suspended. Uh, seems like the Russian Hockey Federation is like, well, you're going to ban us from the sport. What does it matter anyway? We'll just do what we want. Yeah, I feel like I need to do like my home alone face. Like, I'm not shocked. I thought maybe they <laughs> would keep him out a certain amount of games and then put him in. But I knew they didn't carry the way and he was going to play. Like, the end of the right. day, I knew that much. Uh, now they care even less. So forget about any NHL, KHL transfer agreement anytime soon. And everything's going to be on a case-by-case basis. Like you really, you can't, you're not going to be able to look at one situation and say, well, that's going to go that way for another player because you don't know. Teams are different. Ownership's different. The only one who could, you know, put a stamp on it and really stop things is the guy who runs the country. And so if that happens, then you might start seeing players just being stuck there or even trying to defect at some point. But, you know, I don't think we're there yet. Yeah. And you have to wonder, like, what does this mean for just Russia as a hockey federation being allowed back into international competition? And it seemed like there was a path for that return at one point that people were kind of tired of them not being there as far as the level of competition and and such. And so there was this like momentum to maybe say, hey, you know, it's been enough time. It's not these hockey players fault. Let's just let Russia back in. But with them violating an IAHF decision, I think that's going to affect it, right? It's going to affect it for a little while. I mean, again, it, two things that it shows. The IAHF has really no pull at all. Uh, it, it's really at this point. Which we kind of knew, but also. We kind of knew, but now it's thrown in our faces, right? So, yeah. So that's apparent. And now it's kind of like, look, there's, there's Russian um, tennis players playing right now, aren't there? Like, it's just, I, I think uh, it will have more effect on, like, a sport like hockey than a lot of other sports. The singular ones, it's not having any effect on. They just can't say they're playing for Russia or, or Russian. So it's a weird thing. There's no perfect answer. Yeah, it seems like they're trying to punish Russia in the sports that they're known to be good at. Is yes. really what's happening here. Yeah, I think, I think that's partially it. Yeah. Um, you know, another 
Russian in the hockey news and Flyers news specifically, appropriately so, as Matt Vaymichkov, uh, people were abuzz because he did not start on Saturday for uh, his team. He was a healthy scratch. And I think, you know, a lot of Flyers fans were really surprised by that. Yeah, so it's a multi-layer thing. So I, I got in touch with a um, source of mine. And so the coach Rottenberg is a guy that plays it by the book. And there is one spot on the team that you could play in the, you know, in every, in every game, that's an under 21 player. And so right now, you know, he's battling for that spot. He hasn't fully won that spot in the coach's eyes. The coach says he has to earn it. So that's why you're seeing him not playing much and getting bounced in and out. Um, He, the coach says he's going to play, but he's not going to just hand them the spot. So, it's like anything else in life. If you're in a situation and you're that guy and this is happening to you, even if you don't agree with it, even if you're doing everything right, but still the coach doesn't see it, you got to do what the coach wants or you're not going to play. Like that's really the way it is. And it's just, everybody can stomp their feet. Everybody can say, well, this is why other teams passed on them. Part of that's true. Like we, there were complications here, folks, that were always going to come up. And some teams steered clear of it. And so, you know, the Flyers didn't, and I give them credit for it, but there's going to be these bumps in the road. And right now, as a young player, this coach is showing him, you don't really have any power in this league. Yeah, and I think, you know, to your point, yes, there were pros and cons to drafting him in the first place. We all knew that some of the cons was he was known to be a hothead and, a, you know, a guy that was maybe um, – personally inflated in terms of his own self-evaluation let's mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. and you know there's something to that and he was a he's a younger player and some guys you know mature and eventually yep. get over that and learn how to be a team player and we all know that hockey is a team player sport that you know there's no I in team is very hockey and it takes some guys a little while to settle into that mm-hmm. culture of the game And to have a coach that's trying to teach him those lessons is not necessarily a bad thing in the long term. In the short term, it means you may not get to see him play. Right. We can't always assume that the coach is doing this to punish him because he's a flyer, because of Fedotov. I don't actually believe that. And we can't just assume that he's just trying to punish him to say, hey, look, you're going to it's my way, the highway kid. I think it's a little of that. But I don't think it's all of that. I think some of that the player has to conform. Like, there's just no way around it. Yeah, there, there was like little chatter out there of like, is he going to get loaned out to for him to play? I don't think that's going to happen. No, I doubt it. I mean, could it? Sure. But I doubt it. I, I think I think they have him there and they want him, whatever their system is. And I haven't watched any of their games yet. I will start to, you know, check some out at some point. But whatever their system is that they're running, he is going to have to play it. I know everybody's looking out there from what you saw in preseason and saying, well, he's out playing the other guy or he plays a better two-way game. It doesn't matter what we think. It matters what the coach thinks. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think, you know, looking at what he did in the preseason, it was fun and all. There were some great highlights. But to me, when you're looking at a guy draft plus year one, right? You want to look for some steady progression. And to me, 
I need a sample size that's reasonable in order yes. to evaluate him. And I personally don't want to look at anything that he's done overall until he's got 20 games in the KHL under his belt. I think you can start looking for how he adjusts. You know, obviously his first few games, it takes other players, his opponents to adjust to his style of play. Can he keep up with that? Like you can't even start answering those questions, in my opinion, until they're about 20 games in. Right. And that's why I haven't really posted anything about him because I, I'm exactly that way. I, I really won't say anything. But when I saw all this happening, I kind of wanted to know uh, and be able to report something. So, you know, now we have an idea. The coach all laid, laid all this out. He didn't. This isn't like a hidden thing. He, you know, yeah. he either said this after a game or at a press conference. So so Rottenberg has laid all this out. So like we're we just have to play along like that's it. And so does the player. And. It's like any other sport, you know, there's going to be times where I know me personally, I have had issues with coaches when I was younger uh, on certain teams and felt like they were doing it wrong. And, you know, nothing you can do in that, in that situation. You either leave and he's not going to do that or you have to, you know, take your lumps. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I, I am equally as excited about him and the possibility of him joining the Flyers as I was the day he was drafted. I just want to be methodical about how I look at his play and his development. And, and I don't want to be worried about his development until there's something to worry about. Right. I'm not going to all of a sudden point the finger at, Oh, now he's not going to develop because he's got this thing going on. There is mental development too. And and this is going to help him um, develop mentally as far as the other, you know, then we're going to start getting into an argument. Well, what about these college players that, you know, are you worried that Cutter Goche only plays 35 games a year and then a couple tournaments and maybe, you know, internationally? It's not the same schedule. I mean, you know, it's too early for all that. That's my point. Yeah, I think so, too. In the meantime, um, I am excited that we will be able to get to see him play if you want to. Um, you know, KHL games are often on ESPN Plus and some cable packages. So, you know, yep. check out your your. Uh, watching hockey method of choice and see if you can get KHL games that way. I know I'll be checking out as many games as possible to see him play. Yeah. I have a lot of sports things on Fios. I've watched it on Fios in the past, but I can't remember. It's the same way that all of a sudden, um, like some of the European events show up. Uh, I remember um, that happened on the same channel and I can't remember what this channel was. It was something sport. And so like, you never know. Uh, so we'll see if that happens, but it may not be at the beginning of the year. You know, they may only start showing it from like the middle of the year. I remember there was something loopy about it, but it was the champions league. I remember I was able to watch the champions league on Fios and right. I was like, Oh, cause you know, a buddy of mine, Rob Simpson was doing the, uh, the broadcasting for it. And so I found all of that kind of charming and I watched it a couple of years ago. So it may just pop up one day. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we are going to switch gears. Uh, next, we're going to talk about the professional tryout contracts uh, out there in the NHL. And will the Flyers sign any of them? And for what purpose? We'll do that coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by a product I use literally every day, AG1. I gave AG1 a try because I was tired of taking so many supplements and wanted a single solution that supports my entire body and covers my nutritional bases every day i wanted better gut health more energy immune system support but i hated taking pills and wanted a supplement that actually tastes great i drink ag1 before starting my day and it makes me feel ready to go like i'm doing something good for my body and i'm giving my body the nutrition it needs 
it can be hard and expensive to keep track of multiple different supplements and vitamins, not to mention how hard it can be on your stomach. AG1 costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and well-being. If, if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Check it out. On our Wednesday show, amongst other things, we will be having our mailbag once again. So get your questions in. You can email us at lockdownflyers at Gmail, comment over on YouTube, send us a tweet, any communication method that we have, we will get that answered for you on this show. Uh, thinking about professional tryout contracts for the Flyers specifically. I think, you know, a lot of teams when they sign guys to this, it's it's really just as an insurance policy and to maybe give a guy a shot who's been a UFA who's kind of floating out there, a lot of veterans, um, not always leads to a, a regular NHL contract. Sometimes it does. I think with the Flyers, we're in a real interesting spot here because they did sign some veterans for depth already. And it kind of feels like that part of the team is full, but there could be some value to signing a PTO here, right? Yeah, there's no question. I mean, uh, you could flip this guy at the deadline. Uh, you know, as we go through the players, it depends on how that player plays and what position they play and how much they're going to play. But there is still value to maybe having somebody like that on the team because, again, it's an asset. At the end of the day, you want to get as many assets as you can. I know somebody's thinking, well, if you get a guy and you score more goals, it's going to ruin the tank. Well, I mean, who's to say the goaltending is not going to give up more goals this year and you're going to need to score more just to sort of stay in games anyhow. Like that, those things you can't have a great idea of what's going to be until you start seeing the team play. So I just say it's it's not going to upset the apple cart too much. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest names out there that has come up in recent conversation, some ties to the other Pennsylvania team here is Phil Kessel. And I, I think it's an interesting option just because Phil Kessel, while he is still on that Ironman streak and Flyers fans may still have a little bit of PTSD related to that situation. I yeah. think that, you know, according to Elliot Friedman, Phil Kessel's willing to miss games this season in order to play. So that part of it could be off the table. But Phil Kessel's just a guy that likes to play hockey and, and do what he does best. And we know what he is and what he isn't he could provide some interesting depth for the Flyers. Yeah, I mean, I would go up to Phil and say, hey, listen, if you don't get any better offers, we could bring you on the team. We're probably not going to play you every game because uh, we do have some young players, but you can work with some young players. We'll flip you at the deadline. We'll try and get you to a playoff team, and this way you can try and go on another cup run. We play an outdoor game. You're from Minnesota. I'm sure you'll like that. Uh, there's a lot of benefit. I mean, there's a lot of benefit to having a guy like that, especially at the right wing position, which isn't the greatest position for the Flyers to begin with. So I think, you know, he could help the young players a lot. And the fact that he doesn't need to play every game is a benefit. Yeah, I think he's a great guy to have on the bench moving forward. I know there's rumors out there again that he may want to sign in Pittsburgh. Uh, sure. But that hasn't happened yet. So we got to include him in the conversation. Here. Right. It hasn't happened as of recording this episode, I should say. 
But uh, I, I do think that it's not a terrible thought. And and again, you want a forward that's going to score some goals. Sure, he's not as fast as he used to be, but like, are the Flyers a fast team? No. So I think he would kind of fit in okay at, at this point. But uh, there's another veteran who we talked about a lot last year, and we haven't really heard what's going on with him, uh, and that's Artem Anisimov, and that he was such a great addition to the Phantoms this past season, um, and he did everything he was asked. Uh, it was a great mentor to some of our prospects and helped you know propel them in terms of getting a lot of points on the board, getting a lot of assists. Um, I just think that it's worth having him at camp again to see if the Flyers would want to sign him to uh, you know, an NHL deal. Yeah, I would have him in camp. I mean, he was a good organizational guy. If nothing else, you're rewarding him and trying to get him a contract somewhere else by bringing him into camp because of what he did for your team and working with the youngsters in particular. So he could have just left that team last year, and he didn't. So I, I, I have a lot of respect for him. I always have. And yeah, I don't think he, that would hurt at all to have him at camp. Yeah, so we'll see what's going on with that. And even if he returns to the Phantoms organization this year at all. Uh, there's a couple of uh, guys who are a little younger who just haven't quite worked out in other places, but I think are worth maybe giving another shot. And a PTO is is really, you're not really committing to anything. So I, I think it's not a bad situation for either of these guys and for the Flyers, for that matter. Uh, Jesse Pugliarvi's name sticks out. That one, I don't know if I like the combination of he and Torts. That's what I'd be worried mm. about. So That's a good point. Because I know that what has sort of like demotivated him in the past, that, that could happen here. So I don't think that one's as, as good for me. And the other one being Ethan Bear, who I know uh, you do like him. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ethan Bear has some talent, and I think if you bring him into camp, all he's going to do is push all the other defensemen. At the end of camp, it's not a guarantee you have to sign him, but uh, it's not going to hurt him to have him in camp. No, and that's where I see it being helpful because the blue line, we know, is on the weaker side. Yes. And to have somebody who has all the incentive in the world to try and push the other guys, at the very least is a good thing, you know, in terms of incentivizing the the guys that the Flyers do have to play harder and to play yeah. smarter. Um, and then, you know, worst case scenario or best case scenario, I guess I should say, is is you have another guy who, who could make the team and, you know, who has a lot of motivation to stay at the NHL level. Yeah, because, again, we don't know what injuries are going to occur in camp or preseason, and you can never have enough defensemen. I just feel that way. Yeah. I think so too. And, you know, Ethan Bear has shown really strong play in the past. And I don't think that he's incapable of doing that moving forward. It just hasn't really panned out in the couple of places that he has played already. Um, I have seen, you know, a little bit of talk uh, just for more sentimental reasons than anything. I honestly don't think they should do this, but Wayne Simmons is out there. Um, and as somebody who's been, a bit of a, a healthy scratch for Toronto this past season. Didn't get a ton of games. Um, I think that maybe it, this idea is past its time. Like maybe last season it would have been okay, but like now I don't, I'm not so sure. Yeah. Now I wouldn't do it. Last year might've been a good time because they were sort of in that in-between mode. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, this year I wouldn't do it. Great guy, but I just wouldn't do it. And to me personally, I think that the Wayne Simmons that I want to remember on the Flyers is the one we had who yeah. gave everything he had and, you know, went out on a high note with the Flyers. We talked about that last week with the outdoor games uh, and the schedule and remembering Wayne Simmons at that last game. Um, I, I just think that the time we had with Wayne Simmons was so great and he just provided such a an integral part of, of that team and you know of those personnel together and the, his net front presence was something to behold and i just don't want a different version of wayne simmons on this team no that's fair i think that's totally totally fair all right well we're gonna uh continue this part of the conversation a little bit uh coming up next plus name our nemesis of the week all right, so we have been doing these summer polls, although these many weeks, and uh, we want your opinion on professional tryouts. So uh, who would you like the Flyers to sign to a PTO, if anyone? Um, we're going to put up those players we've talked about, Phil Kessel, Anisimov, Jesse Pugliarvi, Ethan Bear, and Wayne Simmons. If you have other players that you think the Flyers should take a chance on, Put those in the comments or if you think they should sign no ptos put that in the comments as well very curious to see what y'all think out there about this yeah me too uh moving on to our nemesis of the week last week i talked a lot about the new jersey devils and rightfully so they are my nemesis um, for here and always i think um i don't like them when they're not good because they're boring and I don't like them when they're good for obvious reasons. So right now we're in the they're good phase. And uh, so I will continue to have them as a low-key nemesis of, of the week every week. And we'll do so leading up to that outdoor game. I That's think fair. for me, the nemesis this week is just overthinking it with Mitch Kopp. I think that, you know, we're we're getting a little too far into the weeds here with him. And we talked about that at the beginning of the show. And I want to just try and remind myself on a regular basis to just take it in those big chunks and make sure those sample sizes are correct. Making sure we're looking at progression and not just where he is or what he did in one particular game. Right. Yeah. I I'm with you on that. I think that's, that's really, really sound. And yeah, I, I just think there's a lot of season to go. Don't get all crazy. <laughs> this early um my my nemesis is going to be uh a little different my nemesis is we are going to have a heat wave it's going to be like high 90s 97 98 next couple days so if you're out there simping your pumpkin spice or you're watching qvc and they're talking about autumn autumn's not here folks it's going to be 90 something degrees for a while so basically put the brakes on autumn because Mother Nature has done that. So you should do that too. Yeah, I think uh, we got a little bit of a tease the last few days with it being really yes. nice and cool. Oh, man. On Saturday night, I was walking home from a, a friend's apartment. We just had like a little gathering and it was so cool and mm -hmm. so nice. And it was just mm -hmm. a pleasure to walk home. And then Sunday, it was just a mess. And so I was just like, can we have fall? Can we just have fall, please? It's not coming yet. It's not that time. No, no, it is not. I think, you know, as far as how that affects my thinking of hockey, 
it, it always is a little incongruous when we have these heat waves in September because we're just trying to like get the hockey th- thing going yeah, and we're yeah. thinking about training camp and, and all of that. And although well, you're happy to be in- at a rink if it's 90 something degrees out. That's fair. But then the ice is also soft and I worry about injuries. So that's the other nemesis. You worry like, too much. That's the, I do. you really well, do. Some, sometimes I do, but uh, I do think that um, it's uh, yeah. When we're trying to get back into hockey mode and, you know, we have, um, some preseason action this month, this month. Um, and it's exciting to think about it that way, but it is just ridiculously hot out. And I do not enjoy that aspect of it. No, I'll just show up in a short sleeve, uh, polo shirt. That's all. And I won't need a sweater. Yeah. I think that is definitely the case. Uh, once again, get those mailbag questions in for our episode on Wednesday. To do so, you can uh, tweet us at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail, or you can comment over on YouTube. I am Rachel. I'm on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Hope y'all are having a great Labor Day out there.